especially if you're new, customer service is going to be your number one way that you're going to set yourself apart from the competition. Don't let price be that because price is a bad way to separate you from other people. You should be willing to be the most expensive person, charge the most, but have the most amazing customer service. And if you do this, your skills are going to improve. You're going to be way more in tune. Every time it happens, you're going to be hyper aware of the things that you said and the things that contributed to the misunderstanding. It is going to make you a better service provider. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. Oh. When you first said it, I was going to hang up. <laughs> yeah. It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for like McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, on to our show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I, I can't to... do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, they panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast. Your friend in the lash industry. Hey, smart cookies. We are coming to you from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, Tuss. Hey, Paul. How are you? Really good. Good, good. We are in the crazy season right now for us, right? It is crazy. It actually feels like being in the center of a, um, I was going to say cyclone, but what I mean is a tornado. Yeah, it's been nuts, but good nuts. Something I knew. It is a good nuts. January was crazy. Coconuts. (laughs) Cuckoo for coconuts. February was a little easier, but March and now or April, it's just been full or like go 24-7, I feel like. But can't complain. I mean, this is what we signed up for. We're very blessed and I am excited because all sorts of fun things are happening, including the LashCon ticket sales happen next week. So Ooh, is it still too late to do a um... real? Yeah. By the time this comes out, it probably will be too late. Well, this might come out Friday. You might have a few hours. How about that? <laughs> it's like if you're hearing this on Friday, the week before the 11th of April, 2023. Yes. You still have some time to make a real promoting LashCon and sharing that ticket sales go up on April 11th and anything you make, anything. It doesn't matter what it is. We're not judging on merit. No. Okay. You just have to I produce one. And then you get put into the drawing, seriously. And I always like to encourage people to do it because it's not like we have hundreds of millions of trillions of entries. No. And you're, it's not like the it lottery. Maybe in 10s and 20s and 30s. Yeah, you've got a good chance, man. Yeah. I think right now, we're in day two when we're recording this. I think we've had four so far entries. Really? Okay. Yeah, maybe five. So the odds are good. Yes, they are very good. I think when we're all done, maybe we'll have 20, 30, 40. You could win. Yeah, you could win. One in 20, one in 30 chance to win a free ticket to LashCon. The announcement will come on Monday. This is coming out on Friday. So yeah, it'll be just in a couple of days. You'll find out all that hard work paid off and you don't have to worry about April 11th because you already have a ticket. It's a standard ticket. So, and if you want VIP, that's a different game, but hey, standard tickets give you almost everything. As If you listen to our last two episodes, you know, we went through everything you get and that's all, almost everything we talked about was what? both VIP and standard get. So it's definitely worth it. Let's get into it. Well, no, it's into the um, LashCon. Well, just get to what we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Today, we are going to do something we 
want to do more of. It's actually something we've talked about. Well, we used to do this a lot, actually. Questions. We yeah. are answering your questions. Yeah, people reach out to me, and often I just respond, and I give them immediate feedback. But I think what we want to start doing now is, well, yeah, we might respond to your DMs and all that and give you answers. But I think we're going to start taking those questions and put them on the podcast because often they're new questions we've never heard before. It's crazy in this day and age, after 18 years, you'd think you'd be getting still like the same questions every day and we don't. Some things just, you guys are really creative. <laughs> you guys um, find new problems, new ideas, new things. So we're going to go into that. But before we do that, we have announcements. We have a lot. We're right in the middle of busy season, but as always, I want to just give you a quick update of what we have coming up, and then we'll get into our talk here. We're really excited because Tustin's last retention course is still going on. We have our next class is going to be in New York on May 6th and 7th, and then it's going to be, we're going to Austin, Texas, June 17th to 18th, and then Honolulu in Hawaii on July 8th and 9th. And by the way, the New York... Sh- um, class and the Hawaii class are both connected to a lash bash party. So you get two birds for one stone. You, you don't get the ticket entry, but you basically can come network one night and then learn how to really rethink how you do lashing. So you get that. two birds with two stones. Yeah, two birds with two stones. That's it. Because I wish it, I mean, we should maybe next time, maybe next time we do it, next year we'll do some combo ticket. Buy one, you get both. Who knows? But that said, we also have LashCon tickets that we see coming up on April 11th, just a few days from now. So mark your calendar. And noon, by the way, is the time the tickets will go online. So that is another new bit of information that has not been out there. So noon. Mark your, uh, noon Pacific time. Yes. Pacific. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Not noon in London time, which I feel like I'm still on. No, this is basically noon Pacific Standard Time here on the West Coast. We are going to be speaking at the Blash Bosch Summit on April 22nd, 23rd. I think they have a handful of tickets left, so you can still get into that in just a few more days before they close their doors on that. And then our next premiere show that we're going to be at, we just finished this weekend at the Anaheim Show, will be in Premier Orlando. And we'll unleash soon the speakers for that. It's an amazing lineup. It's three days of speakers, and it's like 60,000 people. It's huge. It's massive. And then we have our IBS party with Last Boss Radio Shelby on June 25th at the IBS show. So mark your calendar for that. Tickets for that will go up for sale during the, um, we call it Last Boss Summit. We're going to start selling those tickets just in a few weeks. Sparkle and shine. Yes. Sparkle and shine. That's the theme. Sparkle that's and a, shine. That's the theme, which well, I can't getting wait. dressed up in Vegas is really fun. It is. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk about some questions that you guys bring to us that helps us to think things through a little bit more thoroughly and because we don't, uh, it, sometimes things come out of the blue. And the, let me share the first one with okay, you, Okay, this one is from Catitrophic Lashes. Okay, and here's her thing. And this is something that I think you had to deal with all your... Oh, I've everybody seen you, has uh, to deal with this. is a common problem. So Everyone what do you, is afflicted with this problem. So what do you do when a client wants subtle lashes but later feels they're not enough? They come in, they're like usually more mature, older clients, and they're just afraid of some over-the-top stripper lashes being put in their eyes. And then they go home and they get kind of used to it. And you went small and you went more natural. And then they're like, "Ah, why do they pay for these? It's not enough. So how do you deal with that, Tuss? Well, a couple things I want to say about this. The first one is, and especially if you're learning, is to have a generous policy on touch-ups. 
especially in the very beginning. When you're, I, when you're first starting as well, a lash I artist. I still have this policy. Why don't you say what it is? In the first seven days, if you're not happy with your lashes, give us a call. We'll get you in and we'll fix it. Absolutely. And almost no one ever, ever calls. When we had staff and we were seeing like 700, 800 people a month, yes, we would probably have every week a couple of people come in for touch-ups. But for us, the amount of payoff for the good, because everyone, the good news is when you have a non-commissioned staff, like our staff was paid hourly plus bonus, they don't care. Working all the same. Doesn't matter. Now, if you have a commission staff, no, they're not going to be happy about that. They're you want like, me to work for free? Yeah, basically, you're, and you are asking them to work for free because clients you can't, you can't touch do that. Up. Can't do that. You have, have to pay them. In California, you would. And then if you work for yourself, I you know again, you're probably like, oh, crap, I'm working for free. So having this policy, it's it's great mental protection because I always see it as you want to be able to solve problems. You want to be able to figure out how to manage those expectations and you need the feedback, right? The worst thing is somebody comes to you and they never come back and then they go tell all their friends that you sucked. You won't know it, but you just won't have them come back again. So I always looked at somebody complaining as an opportunity, a golden opportunity because it helped me to become better. It helped me be able to figure out what I did wrong, what I could have done better, what the person actually wanted, what I said, what didn't match up all that kind of introspection. So first of all, look for it. Be okay with that feedback. Yeah, embrace it because that was always, in, in fact, even at LashCon, everything we do, we ask, we live off feedback. It is our bread and butter that makes us different. It's actually a superpower, I'd say. Because if you can listen to feedback and grow, you won't be that person going on America's Got Talent and they're singing the worst you've ever heard someone sing and they're saying, everyone thinks I'm amazing. And that's because that person is not self-aware and they've never listened to feedback. And that got them all the way to the moment where they were on television looking like a complete idiot. And maybe then, finally, on the big stage, they learn the real truth. They're not good at what they do. Okay, so here's a little tip on how you can grow this superpower, this super armor. Have a drink before the... No, no, no. I mean, it really does feel like a punch in the gut when somebody says they don't like it or this is too this or, you You're know, not talented. it's, it's, it's What's hard to on? take yeah. it, not personally, right? <laughs> yeah. But what all you have to do is nod your head, have a smile on your face, and you repeat after them, okay? So if they say, these just look too heavy. So these let me, too- let's role play. Okay. Let me do it. I come to you and like, I'm sorry, Tusney, you did my lashes last time and my lashes... I feel are super fake looking right now. So they look really super fake. Looking. In fact, I hate them. You don't like them at all. That's no, what I'm getting. I at. don't like them. Okay, no problem. And I hate you now. So you hate me. <laughs> you hate me. Okay. Well, I'm here to make it better for you. Oh, okay. Okay. Love you. Yeah. Okay. See how easy it was. Yeah, it's super easy. All no. you have to do is just repeat what they're saying and yeah. nod your head. It's modeling empathy, and you're also telling them, "I hear you." You don't have to keep pounding the dead horse and you don't have to, don't defend yourself. Just say. That is the hardest part is, I I mean, right now something came up that someone said, um, and I feel like I really wanted to defend myself. And I just bit my tongue because I said, that's going to exasperate the problem. That's going to even make it worse. If I come back and argue and disagree with them, and if my goal is I have a happy customer, Arguing is not going to get you there. You're not going to argue your customer into happiness. You're going to argue, if anything, and this is another sign that you're doing things wrong. If they keep getting louder and louder. Just repeat what they're yeah. saying and it will start to come down. It will. Just look at them and say, I'm here to help you. I'm here We're to help gonna you. We're going to work this out. We're going to okay? work this out. 
So let's get into some of the nitty gritty on how to manage those expectations. One of the yeah. tools that I use is a just a little picture book. It could be pictures that are on your phone. I think it's super handy to have one in, in a book form. And what I do is every new client that comes in, I give them the book and I say, I want you to show me what you like and what you don't like. That's good. And it's very helpful because a lot of times people don't have a sense of like, for example, like when you go get your haircut, oftentimes people will bring a picture of a celebrity in. I remember those days. <laughs> do you remember those days? Oh yeah. It was like 25 years ago. I'd come in, you'd give me like, here's some pictures. I want them to make you look like Brad Pitt. And I'm like, well, good luck. <laughs> I never did that. Are you no, saying this no, for just a point? <laughs> no, you did. You, I remember you did give me some pictures where you wanted me to get, when I did my Caesar cut. I remember the Caesar cut. You said, here are some photos. Take them in and say, this is what you want. I think it was Eminem, actually. You made oh, yeah, that. yeah, it was like Eminem. Yeah, okay. anyhow. But that is actually not what I'm trying to say right now. No, like okay. sometimes, sometimes, it really happened a lot. But you have a picture book that lets you no expectation with your clients. So that okay, way, well, if they're sh looking at photos that are like big, over-the-top lashes, then you know that's what they're leaning towards, right? Well, yeah. Sometimes what would happen, especially with lashes, is that a gal like with lashes that going straight down or with an epicanthafold, an Asian gal, yeah. would come in and say they wanted their eyes to look like this. And the first thing that you have to look at in that picture is, is the anatomy similar to yours? Because I would refuse to say... I like this picture. I see what you're saying, but let's compare apples to apples because the anatomy of this gal is completely different than yours and it's not going to look this way. So let's look and see if we can find a model that you like that has your anatomy. So why don't you look in this section and tell me what you think, right? So it's the same thing like, you know, if your hair is super, super textured, there's going to become a discussion on the limits of the texture or the things you can do with the texture. You have to be able to compare apples to apples. Yeah. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that they might say, okay, I want something very natural. They're flipping through your book and they're going to pick something that's really not natural. It's huge, right? Like it's like with makeup, it's the same thing too. You say, what makeup look would you like? You know, when I used to work at the makeup counter, what would you like? You know, and then a gal would come in with a picture of like a smoky cat eye and yeah. she's like a supernatural girl. And I'd say, I can do this for you, but you told me that you wanted something natural. I have to tell you that this is a lot of makeup. This is going to look like a lot of makeup on you. Sometimes there's a disconnect because they, they have a... An it just looks pretty, right? They, they have stand, an affinity yeah. towards the image or yeah. the star or the model. Okay. And they don't quite understand how much makeup or is going into it. So they might look at somebody's lashes and say, that's natural, but it's huge, right? Yeah. And so this kind of gives you a tool to see, are we on the same page? So that's why I always like to say, what is it that you don't like? And they might say, oh, I don't like how it's like up and down, up and down or wispy looking, right? Or I don't like how it looks like eyeliner, right? You get a sense of what their vocabulary is and then you can talk to them about it. So oftentimes, even if they're super, super natural, they don't pick something that looks like nothing. Okay. They're not <laughs> they, doing, they, they like you like to call them visible lashes. Invisible lashes. I mean, yeah. you should put one or two in there that looks very like nothing. So that's the first thing. You get on the same page. You make sure you're talking about, you know. Apples to apples, oranges to oranges. Right. So after the service, if they look at them and they're like, this looks really good to me. Or in this case, this is too much. Oh, this is too much. Yeah, oh this my gosh. This is terrible. This they is... asked for natural, but they got something they think is way too much all of a sudden. Right. 
that's a harder one to come back from. I mean, yeah. if you don't have time because you've got somebody else booked, you can say, listen, I can get you in at another time and I could take them out. If you have some time to take some out at that time, you can go ahead and do that. But a lot of times this is going to be solved by looking at the picture ahead of time. And then what you can do is you can say, what I've given you now is very similar to the picture that you asked for. Yeah. And if she says, I just, I know it seems like too much. What I'm going to suggest to you is just wear them for a couple of days and see what you think, right? I'm totally happy to take some out, but oftentimes somebody that's never had lashes before will often think it's too much. I'm totally happy to do that. Give it a couple of days and see what yeah, you think. Yeah, we always did that. We generally would say, let's not take them quite back yet. This is new to you. It's a little shocking. They didn't come to us at the front desk. I remember and be like, I know it's new. Why don't you just get used to it? We can always pull back later or have you come in. We'll take care. Like we said, we do the touch up. You have seven days. If you really hate them for some reason, we'll take it back. But we'll it. Yeah. almost 100% of the time later, they would come back. They'd be, and they're fine. No, they're fine. Right. Because what happens is if you give them too little, then they'll be like, I don't have anything on my lash. I don't see what it did. Yeah. Right. So you have to kind of be an authority and say, listen, the majority of people will feel like it's too much at first and then they get used to it. It's more rare. If I let you walk out without anything, you're going to be calling me in a couple of days and saying it looks like nothing. Yeah. I'm happy to fix that for you. No in this problem. case, that's what it sounds like. This person came back later and said, yeah, it's too little. But that's okay because it's easy to go small and build up and start big and, and go backwards, right? So these days I'm using a lot more in my personal practice, a lot more volume and a lot more pre-made fans. And what I tell people is that it's going to look a little thicker at first. It's going to be a little bit more, but I'm doing this so that you can have a solid line of lashes four weeks later when you come in. Yeah. And if sometimes they come in and they're like, it was a little too much at first. And then I'll be that. That's fine. I can go a little bit less, but it's not going to last you as long for those four weeks. And oftentimes they'll come back and they'll be like, yeah, it didn't last so long, so it's okay. You can go. Yeah. So they're going to be more willing to go for a few days with a really full look than go, yeah. you know, with but a But oftentimes they're like, oh, my favorite point is at the two-week point, right? Yeah. But anyway, if you're managing those expectations, that's fine. And so somebody might be like, I want something that's super light. You can say, I can give that to you, but it's not going to last as long as the two weeks. So you might need to come in a little sooner. Yeah. And we have some clients like that, that instead of coming in four weeks, they, they may come at three weeks or maybe two and a half weeks because they just don't want too much. They just want to look natural. And they don't want you to overload. In fact, yeah. And that's really, I mean, well, I think maybe one or two are like that. But that's not the norm. I mean, I think usually give them a little more than they want and just let them know that it's going to wear off over time and they'll, and they'll be happy. Yeah. So my general suggestion, just to sum this up, is get a little book together. Get all different kinds of lashes and eye types. Yeah. Get some that are crazy. Get some that are like ugly. <laughs> Put them in there or not, you know, so that you can use all of those things and they can tell you what they don't like. One other thing about the touch-up too, I wanted to cover that because I know People are like, wow, they're just going to take advantage of you. Yes, they might. They might take advantage of you. So we had a system to this. Basically, we would track every time they did a free touch-up. In fact, someone today that we saw was one of those people we had a discussion with. This was like five, six years ago, but who's now never does this, by the way. So they do learn. You put those boundaries out there. And you call and they, them out. And you call them out. So what does it look like? So they would come and say, oh, they'd call like always a few days. Oh, it's because they have seven days. My lashes aren't lasting. On the seventh or, day, they'd be like, yeah, oh, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. It's just not enough. Can I get more lashes? And then like, we'd yeah, be like, sure, come, come in. in. And I put in the schedule. I'd write, got um, added to touch up on this date. 
And I would just make sure I take notes and put it in the system. I think most booking systems now have some sort of notation system. So I'd put it in there and then it would happen again. Now, after the second appointment and it happened really the next appointment. It would be on the third appointment. Yeah, the third was, uh, time that yeah. they were trying to do. We I would, would make real note of it. But the third time they called, not before they came in, I would say, okay, hey, I'm Miss Jones. I see this is the third time you've called that you want to get a touch up within the week after you had your fill. This is unusual for us. And I just want you to explain that the touch up isn't an additional free appointment. It's really only meant for times where you're really unhappy with when your we lashes. Have made a mistake yeah, or we've a made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a chunk fell out early or maybe we somehow rushed an appointment. Something went wrong. Right. And so we owe it to you to fix it, and make it right. It isn't, your free additional time to get more lashes. So if you are really unhappy with the way that the lashes look, we're going to suggest that you add more time to your appointment when you come in. So instead of an hour and a half, we're going to suggest two hours because that's what you prefer. Yeah, or if you're a two hour, which we had one client do this, went to two and a half hours because she just wanted more time for lashes. And so we accommodate, but we always would say, that's not a free extra half hour that yeah. you can and just then add. And they'd be like, Oh, okay, yeah. I get it. And they're embarrassed because they know. They know they're taking advantage of the system. And really, when we see seven, 800 people a month, this is so rare, guys. It's not a common, like, 80% of your clients can be t- using these free touch-ups. Most are decent people who understand that you work for a living, you're making money, and you coming in and getting, giving lashes to people for free is not a way to make a living. So when you have the conversation, make sure your face is relaxed and you're smiling and you're explaining it. Like, don't be all nervous yeah, and like or defensive. out. And just explain that this is really meant for emergencies, you know, for really bad things that have to get done. And then they'll back off and they'll be fine and they'll be slightly embarrassed. And just another thing why I know some people are like, I just can't do that because I won't make money or it's, I don't work for free. Especially if you're new, customer service is going to be your number one way that you're going to set yourself apart from the competition. Don't let price be that because price is a bad way to separate you from other people. You should be willing to be the most expensive person, charge the most, but have the most amazing customer service. And if you do this, your skills are going to improve. You're going to be way more in tune. Every time it happens, you're going to be hyper aware of the things that you said and the things that contributed to the misunderstanding. It is going to make you a better service provider. Exactly. So catastrophic lashes. Thanks for bringing this to our attention. Now we have another one that was interesting. I'd never heard this before, but this is something that's been going on in the Facebook groups. And I realized I really should be in the Facebook groups. Maybe that's something you can do. Is this the one from Survey Lashes? Survey Lashes brought this up. She says... Do natural lashes reject extensions the first couple of times that people get them? Is lash retention worse for new clients? She says she heard this in a Facebook group, which is intriguing because I really don't spend time there, but I hear there's a lot of fun stuff in there going on. So I'm just laughing because I keep thinking of, I don't know if you guys ever watched Arrested Development. It was an old show. It's so funny. So funny. But there's this this one guy character that got hair transplant. And usually you reject the hair transplant. But this time... Yeah. The, 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 the doctor hair rejected the host. Yeah, usually it's like the doctor's <laughs> like explaining to the patient, like normally you would reject the hair, but in this case, the hair was rejecting you. So the hair on this character <laughs> was so thick and luscious and the, and the character was like wilting every time you saw him. It was yeah. so funny. But anyway, Anyhow, so is it possible for the first, like the a first couple times? Lashes, yeah. They, la- worse retention. 
Okay, no, I don't think. I mean, okay, it could be possible that the first couple applications, there was something wrong with it and you weren't doing a good job, especially if you're brand new, which isn't beyond the scope of what's real. But I think if it's somebody who's never had lashes before, oftentimes you're kind of obsessed with this new thing that's on your body. And you yeah. can, especially if you're like really tactile oriented and you're touching it all the time. This was true of people that are very close to me, family yes. that I yeah. have taken care of. And they're just like, I don't know what's going on, but all my lashes are gone. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Are they really gone? Yes. And she comes in and they're completely gone. And I do it. I remember I and when I first opened the salon, I got somebody who I did her lashes and she came back in and she's like, they're all gone. And I looked at her and literally they had all been pulled out. And I'm like, do you sometimes have an impulse to pull your eyelashes out? Oh, no. No, that's not what happens to me. She said, they just, I woke up and they just were all like this. And I said, well, this is what I'm seeing. Usually if they've fallen off, you're going to have hair still left, but you don't have hair here, which means it's been traumatically pulled out. Mm -hmm. I'm suspecting perhaps in your sleep, because she wasn't willing to admit it, that she was pulling her lashes out. I said, perhaps in your sleep, you're not aware of it, but all these lashes have been pulled out. Yeah. And there's nothing that I can put an extension back on. So sometimes people aren't willing to admit those things. And maybe they're not even aware of it. Sometimes they can be watching TV, watching a crime show or something like that. And they're just like sitting like nervously, like twiddling their hair, pulling it in between. And they're working all their lashes off. And they're not going to admit to you because they want you to fix it. <laughs> yeah. So what you can say, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt. But if it keeps happening like twice, you know, you might want to say, for some reason, they're not staying on you. I'm going to recommend that you come in sooner. You just need to come in sooner. Yeah. And what I would also say is that I think that this is the client issue. The client is is just working. It's because new. It's physics and it's chemistry. If the lash doesn't, um, the, the adhesive doesn't bond on there. And that's not something your body gets adapts to. It doesn't change. You go Beginning, it's like lash extensions know what you are. We reject you. But over time, the body becomes accommodating. It's like, oh, no, no, come on in. You know, attach your lash to my eyeball. Sometimes I know that if the cuticle of the hair is extremely compact and it's very, very shiny and very, very, you'll notice this by very, very shiny hair uh, that's incredibly uh, dark colored because the cuticle is clear and, and they're stacked on each other. Sometimes because there's not, the cuticle acts like kind of like a feather or texture that the adhesive binds to. Mm -hmm. And so if it's super compact, then sometimes the hair can be a little bit more resistant so it doesn't last. But that's not the case of what's happening here because the hair would be the same on the third visit and the fourth visit as it was in the first and the second. Mm -hmm. Unless she'd gotten a, a, a lash lift, but I don't know why you would do that while you're getting lash extensions. So yeah, anyway, I think that is that is mostly like what's happening with the client yeah. and not something that's happening with the person. I, I'll say from my personal experience, first time you gave me lashes during COVID, Sounds like I got a disease, uh, but when I got lashes during <laughs> COVID, I played with my eyes all day. I couldn't help myself. I was just like, oh man, look at this. I just, I would just want to touch them and feel them and experience them. And I can say that I think for someone who's never had lashes, that's a natural first time thing to do. And touching them and playing with them is not a great way to create longevity. In fact, we've seen from a person we know very closely that when she first came in, they wouldn't last. Now they last amazingly a lot because we know she was playing and twisting them and just touching them. And she's learned, wait, they fall out when I do that. I better stop doing that. 
So she's pulled back, and now the lashes last much better than before. And it wasn't because she, I mean, it is because she was a new the lashes. That's true. But it wasn't because the lashes were rejecting them. It was because she was playing with them. And oftentimes yeah. they will they will blame you. Because, yeah. Because it's hard to admit, oh, I'm just twirling Well, they may not realize. Yeah, they don't understand that yeah. lashes, when you touch them and play with them and twist them and all that, that doesn't help longevity. So their first thought is, well, it must be you. They're not really connecting the dots that, oh, it's because I'm fondling my lashes. That's so. Anyhow, I think that hopefully it relieves you if you've been uh, worried that about that, that somehow when you get new clients, you're like, oh, crap, they're always not going to last. You may, I mean, I think right now. You might even want to say, say something, something, right? You know what? It's very common. The very first week that you've got them, you might be drawn to touching them and yeah. you might not be aware that you are. But any kind of extra work, uh, fiddling or wear, it puts extra wear and tear on them and they can pop off a lot easier. So if it's a concern for you, especially if you, you know, when you go to sleep, you can even wear oven mitts, tape some mittens to your hand. I'm serious. Does anyone, would, has anyone done that? Have you suggested Listen, that? After you've had LASIK surgery, uh-huh. you're, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to tape these shields onto your eyes. Yeah, I remember and that. And the doctor will even tell you if you are prone to rubbing your eyes in the middle of the night, they will suggest that you tape oven mitts or mittens yeah. to your hands so that you can't do that. Did you do that? I can't remember. I didn't do that, but I just okay. wore the shields for two days. Yeah. You, so. yeah it was pretty funny. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever have to do that. I hope. <laughs> Lasik's fantastic. I, it's the scariest thing to me. I, I like it is not your scary. eyes open and they're cutting your eye open okay. while you're looking at that the laser. That is what everybody says. Everyone thinks oh. that. Dude, it is not like that. You can't even see it. You can't even feel it. But do you, do they knock you out? No. That's what I mean. You're okay. like watching your body be no. torn apart. No, that is not how it no. happens. You can't see anything. Okay, let me give you an example. Of course, because your eyes are being like. ripped apart. No. If you press on your eyes, and we all did this as kids, if you press on your eye, basically you're pressing, you're stopping the blood flow a little bit, and the eye kind of quote unquote faints a little bit, right? Okay. So what happens it's like is. When I see you. Oh. <laughs> So they put this shield on your eye and they press on it to change the surface of it to kind of make it flat. So it's just pressing, right? And so the eye kind of like faints a little bit. So you can't see anything. You cannot see anything. Do you see color? Do you see black and white? You see see nothing. You go blind. So they make you blind while they operate on you. Whatever. That's not. I just refuse. I'll just be one of those people. Don't say you refuse. What happens if you need it? I don't need it. You might. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tuss, don't be, don't Tuss, be so. By the way, Tuss is all for signing up for elective surgery. I mean, you just say, if they were giving out, well, you wouldn't do free. You only go to the very best people. She, Tuss does her homework. But Listen, still. if you can change your vision, like, so you don't have to wear lenses. I yeah. mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Right? Think about the ancient world. That was just impossible. No, we, we should do. I just realized. I'll write this down. We should do an episode where you talk about your um your eye sur- you sur- had surgery on your lids. Yeah. It, was it a lid lift? Is that what they call it? What what is it called? Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. I got my lids done. But the thing is, I'm not trying to advocate for plastic surgery and I'm not judging anybody who doesn't think that that's right for them, right? Or, or it, I don't it is want right for I don't want yeah. people to feel bad, right? No, but I'm just saying And then the other yeah. thing is the reason why I want to be transparent about things like this is because what I don't like is the influencers who are on social media who have got yeah. big followings that say Oh no, I've never had, it's just, it's Kim just Kardashian's olive oil. never had surgery. It's olive oil and it's beauty rest. Come yeah. on. Especially when I see act or models like swim, swim suit models from Sports Illustrated from the I 80s. I have my lips Who done. are 
like now 65 years old and they look, and they look like they're 35 still. They look amazing. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. You cannot do this without they surgery. Say, it's because I'm vegan. I'm vegan. And that's what you get when well, you're vegan. That, that may be true. But it helps maybe, but it doesn't make you look 30 years younger. That's not yeah. true. Yeah, but. yeah. Hey, so I, I had my eyeballs done with LASIK about 10 years. Actually, it was the day that Michael Jackson died. Yes, I forever will live in infamy. And then I had my lids done. Same time as Allie did from last hour. Are you, you guys- allowed to say this? She's put the whole thing online. Okay. She literally did, here's day one after surgery, day two after surgery. She has literally shared all that. And and even this last week said, here I'm at day 40. What's it looking like? Okay. Well, so, trust me. For Allie those who care. want to know, I did take a journal, a uh, photo journal and videos. And we'll probably uh, be and we're going to talk about it later for sure. But I just thought it'd be kind of fun. Maybe not just that one experience, but just what, because this is one of those things that some, it's taboo for some people. And for other people, they would like to, but they're scared to. And it, you've just done a lot of research, right? You've read a lot and there's things that, People should know maybe for when you're trying no, to. Look I've worked for, for plastic surgeons. Yeah, I've, yeah. So you, uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. If you guys, are, if you guys are interested, yeah. I don't want to pound something down their throats. At the I just, you know, we're in the beauty industry. Let so. us know. I guess. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. You can DM me, us, email us, can talk, <laughs> email us, and be like, I do not want to hear about anything surgery wise. Uh, you know, because the good news is there's no video. You can't see any of the you know, surgery, so it's not scary. So, okay, we are out of here. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you guys for hanging out with us today. Please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Last Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review on behalf of my last saline drop, Tusney. I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.